So many people will know that's the theme tune to Grumpy Pundit on Sirius XMFC, the new music to the program, uh, which only took us 10 years to get. Thanks, creative. Um, but it's just, you know, when you, this, it's in your head now, it's a really good song, actually, because really it's, we come off air and I find myself like walking around. I'm just going da, 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 all the for hours now. That's going to be in my head. And I wanted it to be in the heads of our listeners to this podcast, the podcast being the Week in the Tackle podcast, dangly bits, the extra bits that we can come up with in this small segment before we introduce tidbits from Grumpy Pundits. I'm Tom Rennie. Danny's Brian Dunseth. Um, we've not got a lot of time today, Danny, because I actually might need your help on this. Uh, my wife, my long-suffering wife, is going out this evening to go and mm. see the Tina Turner musical What's Love Got to Do With It? I hear it's a second-hand emotion, but I wouldn't know. Um, so that means I have got to put the kids to bed. Uh, one is mm. two and one is like, what is it, 13, 14 weeks or something. Um, so I suppose what I'm saying is help. Any advice? Yeah. Do you notice, by the way, I always notice this with, with parents, with youngsters, young little kids. Do you notice now you're talking in weeks instead of how yes. the normal people talk in months? Yes. 14 weeks. Don't make me do math, Rennie. Just tell me your kid's four and a half months old. He's zero. He's zero years old. One zero, one's two. Four, four and a half months old. Just, just, just tell me. Don't make me do the maths. But don't there. do, don't do live maths. Never do live maths when broadcasting. Yeah. That's rule one. No, actually, yeah. rule, rule one is don't do a racism. Rule two is don't do live maths. Those are pretty much the only rules. <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, you get away with what you want. You can swear yeah. as much as you like. Certainly on this fucking podcast. Sorry, Tim. Uh, mm. So, any advice? Uh, yeah. Stay calm. Don't get mad. They're kids gonna flip their shit. sorry tim mm. over and over and over for mm. the dumbest stupidest of reasons yeah and just know that it's a long day but it'll be quick years earlier today before the show i took my daughter to the park and before we went she was like oh i want tigger i want tigger and so i went and got her tigger she was upset all the way to the park but it turns out i got the wrong tigger i mean how many tiggers do you have not enough apparently and not the right one <laughs> not the right one it. Anyway, before we play uh, tidbits from this week's Grumpy Pundits, I have a quiz for you, Danny, because it's mm. been a bit of a weird week this week um, in the UK where the Prime Minister was outlasted by a lettuce uh, because she was an utter incompetent boob uh, elected by the idiots who would not only vote for the Conservatives, who believe trickle-down economics is a good idea, despite all the evidence to the contrary, but B, um, they, yeah, just morons, um, so they voted for this woman, Liz Truss, who's gone in 44 days, the same amount of days that Brian Clough was in charge of Leeds United during the damned United phase. But the other thing that went around, you may not have noticed this in America, but this was really funny in England. There were two things trending in the UK when Truss resigned on, was it Wednesday, Thursday? Um, number one was um, Liz Truss. The second highest thing trending in the UK was Watford FC. Really? <laughs> it was trending... Because everyone was making the same joke that um, the UK government is so pathetic now. We are sacking prime ministers at the same rate that Watford sack managers, right? Fair play. So, Fair play. And uh, there were jokes like, oh, Slavon Bilic is now like Chancellor of the Exchequer, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and he's the current Watford manager, for those who didn't get that joke. So uh, I saw this on Reddit today, and I thought I'd just ask you this question, and we'll, we'll do it higher or lower, and then we'll see how many you can name. Okay. Uh, it's number of Watford managers per British Prime Minister. Oh, no chance. So Liz Truss has been Prime Minister for 44 days. How many British Prime Ministers in that time? 44 days. How many, how many British prime ministers? How many 40- Watford managers in the oh. 44 days Liz Truss was prime minister? Two. Oh, it is two. Very good. Uh, Rob Edwards and Slavon Village. Before her was an utter, utter horror show called Boris Johnson. Yeah. He was in charge for like two and a half, just wonderful years. Um, how many Watford Ooh. managers during the okay. short tenure of Boris Johnson? 11. That's such a good guess. During his tenure, there were 10. Oh, I was going to say 10, but I there went with 11. Damn how, it. how many do you think you could name? Just oh, I can't. as a no, world. There's, there's as a world. Many. As a world. I can't. It's too, I, I, don't, I don't pay attention to Watford. Not interested in Watford. But too could, many managers. Kike Sanchez Flores twice. Twice. Yeah. Javi Grazia. Twice. Oh, I forgot about Grazia. Claudio Ranieri. Oh, Claudio. Pizza, pizza for everybody. <laughs> uh, Nigel Pearson. Did I do Nigel Pearson already? Oh, I forgot about the Nigel Pearson. Could you angry, done, angry could you Nig- Nigel Pearson. Yeah. yeah, like your mum's new husband who teaches Taekwondo, Nigel Pearson. Mm. Um, uh, Cisco Munoz. Munoz. Could have had. Yeah, he was talented. He did well in the championship. Uh, Marco Silva? Yeah, yeah, that was that's, pro- that's probably it for uh, decision. Probably it for for uh, for Bozo. Um, before him, Theresa May. How many Watford managers during the short tenure of Theresa May? Six. Oh, it's just three for Theresa oh, May's no. uh, ill-fated eighteen months in charge when they just started to realise Brexit was real dumb. Uh, before Theresa May, David Cameron. How many Watford managers? Six. Nine. 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 Watford managers during the tenure of uh, David Cameron could have had Gianfranco Zola, Giuseppe Sanino. I actually don't know who that is. Oscar Garcia? Who the who is that? Uh, Billy McKinley, who's now a West Ham assistant coach, Slavic Yukanovic, and one of the tenures of Kike Sanchez Flores. Could you have had no, not Matsari? Yeah, Matsari. Matsari as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. But he was oh. a Cameron before a Theresa May. Um, Gordon Brown? Oh my God. Seven. It's, it's uh, four. Oh. You could have had Brendan Rogers, Sean Deitch, Malky Mackay twice. Uh, uh, Tony Blair. Last one we'll do. Tony Blair, because this goes back to a different era. Five. Five. Spot on. Five. Uh, A.D. Bothroyd, Ray Lewington, Gianluca Viali, and the legendary Graham Taylor. Before that, it's about an average of four, four, five for most prime ministers who tend to stay for like a few years until David Cameron, nine, Boris Johnson, 10, and Liz Truss, 44 days, a prime minister. And she's added the moron tax onto my mortgage repayments to to, uh, Watford managers in that time. There you go. That was today's quiz. Hope you enjoyed it. Would you like to introduce tidbits? Have you ever had to readjust your junk and heard the song, helicopter, helicopter? It's time for Tidbits on Grumpy Pundits. 
Ah, time for some tidbits now on Friday's Grumpy Pundits. Renny and Dunny take America. Stories we thought were interesting or trivial from the last week that maybe aren't strong enough for a full section of a nationally broadcast radio programme, but might be something if you're in the pub tonight, out for dinner, and you're sitting there with dead space to fill, you might go like, you know what I heard on the radio today? Sean Dyche eats worms. Things like that. That's kind of what this segment's all about. Just little things that we found this week that we thought were interesting. Nice little tidbits. Um, And these are the things that you might carry with you from this program. Not our deep dive discussion on what it's like to be a club outside the top six and not owned by a sovereign wealth fund. Not the future of Cristiano Ronaldo. Not deep conversation like that. More like, oh, I hear Jack Grealish raps. That's kind of what this is about. (laughs) So here's a story for you. Um, Todd Bowley Hmm. now owns uh, Chelsea, of course. And there's a really interesting story from Gazetta dello Sport this week about Romelu Lukaku. So apparently Chelsea have decided to cut their losses and let Romelu Lukaku go forever. Forget the loan and just sell him to Inter permanently for whatever they can get for Lukaku. And we never speak about Lukaku again, right? So this is the ongoing story. Now... Apparently, it's €8 million as a loan fee that Inter have paid to get Lukaku (laughs) back for the season. Then maybe he Mm. goes back um, next year under Graham Potter. Who knows? Well, apparently, Todd Bowley has been convinced not to allow Lukaku to come back to Chelsea by legendary rapper, businessman and close friend, Jay-Z. So apparently, Jay-Z, who's Rock Nation is the agency that deals with Lukaku's non-football stuff, like his recent underwear adverts, um, which is like the pre-roll on every video on TalkSports Online thing right now. So I've seen Lukaku and his skivvies a lot this week on social media. Uh, Well, apparently Jay-Z has been like, look, just let him go. You've got 99 problems, but (laughs) Lukaku doesn't need to be one. He said it as a public service announcement Mm. in many ways. Lukaku isn't going to be forever young you've got to get that dirt off your shoulder don't bring him back for a part two you're not the Bonnie and Clyde of English soccer you can't run this town no church in the wild you've got to let him go otherwise you'll be numb there's no reason to have him back for an encore this is what we do you're a weird little clique Bowley and Jay-Z but that's fine (laughs) money cash Hose. That's all you've got to worry about. <laughs> couldn't make that one work. Couldn't make that one work. With apologies. I couldn't uh, make that one work. But you can't uh, knock the hustle. That's the important true. thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to follow this one up. Um, the Lukaku saga is one of the strangest things that we've seen in a long, long time. From mm. the Antonio Conte, well, I guess the perception of Antonio Conte not being backed. Uh, in the transfer market to the allure of going back and making amends with the opportunity at Chelsea Football Club after the first time round uh, and being sent away on loan on multiple occasions to the disaster that was Manchester United, to the perception of he can't score against the big six and the big games. Um, all of that timeline assumes just ultimate regret. And then the Timmy Tickles saga 
Um, mm. The inability to lock down a spot to score goals. Everybody thought that Lukaku would put Timmy Tickles and company over the top, and it all went horrifically wrong, including the really odd video. You know, we talk about La Decima or La Decision or all of these things, and, and that was that apology tour for the Inter fans was crazy. Mm. Now you got a guy that's been banged up and knocked. He, he's had so many knocks and not back on the field yet. And now that just this conversation of just walk away, that's a, that's a lot of money to wipe, but we're talking about billions. Could, could right? Graham, we're could about Graham Potter make him a good Premier League striker though? Do you think? I, I mean, well, then if, if you talked about Brogia earlier, I mean, what, what does mm. it say about Aubameyang? What does it say for Kai Havertz? What does it say for any of the attacking players that they're looking at and saying, you know, for, for short term, what do we have? A bomb, uh, you're, you're talking about a bombing at Chelsea for two seasons? You, you can still I'd say identify. he's going to be lead striker till June at best. Oh, see, I think he stays. Lukaku comes back so in June. And Aubameyang at one half, Lukaku the other half, Brozier in the cups. I mean, it's... It, it, I just... I don't see how he fits anymore, but I can also... I I think it's crazy to think about that much money being wiped, but this is we were also just mm. talking about Cristiano Ronaldo at, at Manchester United. If the decision is there, you and it is the right decision to make, despite the absurd amounts of money that are attached to these players, you got to do mm. what's best. And 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 I would rather see clubs make that decision and eat that money because listen, five million, ten million, a hundred million, these clubs, it's not really a hit. They'll yeah. they'll just wash it. They'll move on. It's not that big of a deal. It's not West Ham. It's not Leicester City. It's not any of the other clubs that it's unfathomable to think about because you can't miss that often. And these are these are mm. these are two big misses. So, um, yeah. By the way, I great, great Jay Z ref. I was thinking about all the songs. Takeover. I could have used takeover. It was obvious. It's a takeover. It was low hanging fruit. Or, I didn't or say the takeover. lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, should have done it. It was obvious. You could have um, said Donnie, do you have a tidbit for yeah. us? We should move off Lukaku, as Chelsea have. I do, I do. You know, every once in a while, let's not be judgmental. Um, even though it's not great for your health, um, sometimes guys just have to have a heater. You know, and, and by a heater, I'm talking about a cigarette. I'm talking about a Marlboro Red. Um, and for those that don't know Belgium, or former Belgium international Raja Nijnglen, who plays for Royal Antwerp, if you had that on your bingo card, you win today. Uh, he has officially been suspended indefinitely for "quote unquote" general mm-hmm. behavior that reflected badly on Royal Antwerp. That was the club statement that was released back on Monday. So the former Inter Milan and, more importantly, in my eyes, the AS Roma player, uh, he mm-hmm. had been arrested last week for being behind the wheel while his driver's license had been expired. Expired, no, no. Uh, and then he was uh, he was on the bench uh, ahead of the three 0 loss at Standard Liège. And it wasn't a heater because now they're not heaters; they're e-cigarettes. <laughs> but he's on the bench and he hit his e-cigarette. Um, he's, he's, puff, before, he's puffing an e-cigarette on the bench. He's vaping. Is that vaping? It's he, the same he, thing. I think he he's got his hat on. He's got his jacket on. He's got his e-cigarette in his hand. He takes a a, a, a nice little stroke from it. Turns his head sideways and blows the exhale steam out of his mouth. Uh, quote, like he's trying to get away with agreements. it in like a stadium or a train or something. Oh, he knew he knew what he was doing. He was new, it, but it's right. different times. Listen, I I played with guys that have gone in at halftime and smoked. I, I've, have re- you? I've 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 seen it. Oh, Walter Zenga for the New England Revolution. It's late nineties. It's a little bit different, right? Ninety eight, ninety nine. He would walk in 
and light up and go into the shower. Beppe Galderisi, who was our striker, he would smoke at halftime as well. Thomas Rangan was smoking inside the locker room at the time. Oh, yeah. They, they, they both set off, what was it, Babson University. They set off the, the sprinklers inside the locker room because they were smoking inside the locker room. It was very Italian culture. This like, feels like 40 years uh, too right. late. What are like you doing? 20 years ago. Oh, it, was, it was great. It was, it was incredible. But so there are guys that have heaters. I mean, Clint Mathis used to smoke all the time outside of, of soccer. Not, not surprised. A little, little Jack and Coke and a, and a heater after practice, you know, up at the house in the afternoons. Like, there's, there's, I think you'd be surprised. I think if, it would be incredible to find out who the games changed, right? The amount of games and what, what, what the amount of technology and everything that's, that's available for players is different now. But I think, I, I still think you'd be surprised. Well, maybe we wouldn't be surprised um, mm. by the players, but how many players actually still smoke or e-cigarette, I, I vape, mean, whatever. People, I mean, smoking is down on average across the board year on year. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I remember the smoking ban coming in. I always say this to people: when the smoking ban happened in the UK, there was legislation that you couldn't smoke in in kind of inside public areas and things like that inside cars. And the year before, I'd had my first year at university where I basically spent the entire year in bars and clubs and, you know, mm. out all the time. And then I, 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 it stopped. It got banned. And when it stopped, I was in Ibiza. I spent like a month in Ibiza. And it was still everywhere. And there were cigarettes everywhere. And everyone was out. And I came back to England having been basically partying for the best part of a year, having been to Ibiza for a month. And suddenly, nobody smoked. And it was such a monumental mm. culture change because everyone then, um, if you wanted to smoke, if one person in your group of 10 smoked, you all had to go outside. And you spend your entire time going outside, going back in, going outside, going back in, rowing yeah. over a table. Yeah. If you ever wanted to meet girls, which I did in those days, um, you basically just used to take cigarettes out with you. And then you stand outside clubs, like on oh, the smoking area, because you couldn't obviously speak to anyone mm, inside. Mm, mm, and mm, Yeah, exactly. Mm, 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 and uh, mm, mm, you'd be like, oh, Marlboro Light, anybody? You know, and that's what you had to do. I'd never smoked personally. It seemed like a waste of time to me. But uh, it was a great way to meet girls. I, under- I understand but, that. But, but like, yeah. so I imagine it's still very popular if you're a footballer and you're out and you're, you're you know, you're in the smoking areas of places. But in the changing room? I mean, you're about mm. to run. Like, if I'm about to go for a run, which well, of course is never, I wouldn't even have yeah. like, uh, I don't know, like I don't have a drink well, half an hour beforehand. So here's another thing that happened. So when I was in Sweden and Scandinavia, I was I was unaware, you know, like chewing tobacco or you know putting it in your lip, the the little bags, tobacco. Um, You know, I had friends that would do tobacco and their little spit cups and all that stuff. When I was in Sweden, they called it snooze, and it was the same. It came in a little can, can't look like a little hockey puck. Came in the can of snooze. They'd whip it, tap it with their fingers, and then they put it. Except they put it in their upper lip. So they put it in front of their front teeth and their upper lip. Right. And guys would do this in like guys would do this before the game to get a bit of a buzz going. And then guys would do it at halftime as well. They put oh, a so it's like in. a mood booster. Like it gives you some energy. Yeah. Like I mean, it's nicotine. It's nicotine. Yeah, it's nicotine. Right. I mean, but I've also played with like Frankie Haydock would go do like three espresso shots. The You know, the dude mm. with the long hair surfer for USA yeah, right back. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Frankie, he he would do like three espresso shots, and then be like, "Yeah, let's go, bro. Yeah, come on, bro. Woo, let's go. Woo, 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 woo. Let's go play." So that he was, it was wild. It was like pre Red Bull. Um, but yeah, the the it's it's just culturally different depending on where you're. At. But the whole thing, going back to Royal Antwerp and Roger, but vaping's Nightly, not going to rev you up, is it? That's going to 
chill you it's out still nicotine no it's still nicotine yeah. i mean well yeah. if you put certain things inside your vape it could change and alter your mood. yes depends what state you're in but like nobody Thanks, knew Joe. Raja Nangaling at 34 years old. Like no one did yeah. research. The guy's got like lipstick tattoos on both sides yeah, of his neck, retire. and he's tatted up top, top to bottom. Like, just let him be, man. You you know this is what you signed up for. To think anything would be different because he's back in Belgium is is stupid, naive. Um, here's a tidbit for you. Now, just a trigger warning for people. Uh, there is going to be a rude word in here. So if kids oh, are in the car, get ready for some sniggering. But it's an important medical word for the story. <clears throat> Here's the headline. Fans are left stunned after Colombian top division soccer player pulls out his penis in a bizarre attempt to distract opposition from scoring a free kick. But he says it wasn't intentional. Mm. A Colombian top division soccer player stunned fans on Saturday, so says the Daily Mail, by pulling out his... I've done it once now, as a means of distracting an opponent before a dangerous free kick. In a moment of madness, Independiente Santa Fe defender Geisen Perea exposed his Robin Cock while standing in the wall whilst a player from Jaguares de Cordoba lined up a free kick. Hmm. It was a ballsy tactic, um, but... The player himself denies that's why he did it. I watched the video of this, and he's actually standing next to the worst player I've ever seen play, and mm. that's the former Aston Villa and West Ham midfielder Carlos Sanchez. Mm. So, in many ways, there was two massive <clears throat> in this wall. And um, he went on TV, Colombia's version of, like, The View, mm. or uh, we have Loose Women over here, which is the same pr- sort of programme. Women gabbing around a table about nothing. And um, here's what he said to these women. It's incredible, right? So it's all in, uh, it's in Colombia. So I couldn't quite understand what, I didn't know what they're saying. But his excuse was. It's called Spanish. Yeah. No, it's in Spanish. Yes, it's in Spanish. (laughs) But they're speaking in Colombia. So anyway. Okay. (laughs) um, I've watched the video of this. And you know, if if you're an an immature man or a a girl that's ever been in like a locker room of like four-year-old boys, you've got a son or something. um, He was basically doing the helicopter, right? He's basically doing the helicopter to try and put off this guy who's taking a free kick, right? So it's 100% obvious that is what he is doing. We go on. Quote, I was fixing my lycra. I had the space when I entered the pitch, but as I was playing, I lost some space. A rare outing and a quite literal use of the bollocks alarm there. Um, he says, I wanted to do it in a place where the camera couldn't see me, but there was nowhere. I'm a human being. <laughs> when anyone says they're a human being, that's when you know they're lying. He yeah. says, I'm a human being and I was trying to accommodate my Johnson in the Lycra. I was not intentionally showing my private parts. Now, this... I'm calling shenanigans. I quite rightly welcome the bollocks alarm back to the program. There's no way that's true. And I just think it's an excellent story. He he, he was trying to put off an opposition player from a free kick and gives him the helicopter, standing alongside former West Ham and Aston Villa midfielder Carlos Sanchez. There you go. Mm. You know, I've had to readjust myself in the middle of a game as well. Uh, Yes. Never, ever, ever... uh, Thought in the open air, inside the locker room, on the training field, or more importantly, in the middle of a stadium with fans and television, 
that you at any point aren't pushing down, that you're pulling up and out to then push down. Everything is just readjusted left to right, down a little bit, you're good to go. Um, I personally never liked Lycra. Really uncomfortable. I wore tidy whiteies. I, I, I wore my whiteies. Um, yeah. But if you're I, gonna if you're gonna shuffle, uh, and it's, it, sometimes you have to, you normally put the hand in. You don't bring the you put out. the hand inside. You push down. Yes. You put the hand inside. You push down side to side, or you grab you grab the front side of your or, of your undies, whatever you're wearing, yes. whatever you choose to wear, and you and kind of pull for you pull forward. You give the little knee bounce a little yeah. bit, and you let everything resettle. You recalibrate yeah, the, it. You yeah. you don't pull out the helicopter. The yeah, helicopter. The, you, you you tug and shuffle. You don't bring out the chopper. Yeah, you, you yeah that the you, you're trying to bounce side to side. That's how you you kind of figure out how to get everything. I wish back people could place. see you what you're doing right now. Describe what you're doing. That's is that how you would do it? Um, Looks like you yeah, were doing the like cha cha slide. Out, you slide. You slide. You slide a little side to side. Um, yeah, you got the balloon sounds... pants on as well. Uh, yeah, the, I, I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Don't buy, I don't it. buy it. But imagine that it. phone call. I, imagine. Imagine the sleepless nights. Imagine like, uh, hey, um, the, our version of The View has, uh, has called, and they would <laughs> like you to come on set and explain why you did the helicopter in the middle of the field. Can you yes. feel, do you feel okay with doing that? And like, you would think instinctually, like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. No, nah, nah, I'm, I'm okay. But I he wanted to clear I, his name. I, I would assume like his wife or mother did. or... I don't, I don't think you he don't did. Think? No, I mean, I he's, he's coming out trying to clear his name. You know, I I don't think so. Don't think it would, works. Would you like another tidbit you might like? I've I've can I can I do one? I got a good one, really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously Erling Holland has been incredibly impressive, right? Big Norwegian dude. I eat everything. Uh, his new documentary. <laughs> wait, is there a difference oh. between a documentary and coming out with your own book at this stage of his? You're career? not going to say all or nothing, are you? Holland, the big decision is the new documentary. I guess that's coming out, and it lifts the, the lid big on decision. His Hannibal Lecter-style diet. So oh. he's uh, he goes, I guess... He I eats guess people. His butcher um, gives him huge chunks of heart and liver. And he Are says, they human, though? Because if they're not human, it's not a Hannibal Lecter diet. We're not positive yet. Um, you other if they're calling don't... it a Hannibal Lecter diet, that means he's a cannibal. Otherwise, well, it's, heart and it's, liver. it's an overreach. I couldn't, I couldn't even eat this. If I knew it was heart and liver, there's no way. The moment it went in my mouth, I would inevitably know it is a heart and liver. And I don't yes. know if the texture of it, if I could match up my mind with the texture that's in my mouth and then yes. actually chewing it and like the, the popping sensation of knowing that it's a heart. Anyways. Yeah, but you're okay with eating their like backsides and their thighs oh, go, and Randy. their yes. sides. Yes, I've got But no the problem. tongue is too much for you. It's all you... disgusting. You shouldn't eat living things. I ate his things. liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Is that Erling Haaland? That's good to have on the program. <laughs> so what's the... Is that a rabbit? That's after do, do, he's... Uh... What, were you going to do us a quote? <laughs> Sorry, a I, was, I just went on a... Yeah, here's the quote. Went you other people you. don't eat this. I am concerned with taking care of my body. I think eating quality food that is local as possible is the most important, or the local cow eating the grass right over there. I eat the heart, and I eat the liver. Mm. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't agree with eating meat at all, ever. I don't think, mm. it's, uh, I don't think we should do that as a, as a culture. I'd like to think we've moved on. Uh, but yeah, there you go. How much money would it's it take real. right now? <laughs> Just like a plate. How much, like, 
Oh, money? Oh, I'd do anything for money. We're no, yeah. I didn't say so how much? Money. Like, what's your number? To eat a steak? No, no, no. no. Heart probably... and liver. Not a steak. Not a steak. A heart oh, and liver. Heart, what, of what? A human? No, of a, like a cow. A cow's heart and liver. Are they cooked? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. This is I'm not, not I'm a celebrity. Get Rodney Marsh disgusting. out of here. This <laughs> yeah, is uh, not, not that disgusting. I would eat a cooked heart and liver if the animal died of natural causes, uh, and I would eat them for five thousand. <laughs> oh, you're a fiver. I would have said ten. Ten's my opening. Yeah. Well, 10 I was thinking been... ten. I thought yeah. ten, but then I thought actually I could do it five grand. That's a holiday. I'm going on these. Right. Things. That's the holiday yeah. paid for. Yeah. Okay. I, I I would do it, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saving the world here. I just don't want to do it. But uh, for cash, I will do it. I go. am not wealthy enough to have morals, okay? I have some morals. They mm. are purchasable. And mm. I want all employers to know that, even if you work for a nefarious company. I will work for you for money, okay? Um, let, let me do one final quick one here. I know we're over. And we've got to do Tim's as well. And I, we have to do Tim's. I refuse to, to let us move on without it. But, Danny, really briefly, I wanted to get your view on this one. It comes from the Venezuelan second division, a final of some oh. ilk in that competition. Uh, Angostura FC uh, were playing. And they're winning 3-1 going into the final minute. As the team that are 3-1 down are chasing down the right-hand side, the coach of the team who are winning to stop the counter-attack kicks another football at the, the player that's breaking away. So as he's breaking away, he boots another ball on to stop the play. It then turns into like some mass brawl. The coach of the team that are losing throws the, the coach who kicks the ball on the field basically up into the stands. But to stop a counter-attack with a team winning with three minutes to go by two goals, he kicks another ball onto the field to stop the counter-attack. Is mm-hmm. this the kind of Dunsethra you'd like to see replicated across the major leagues? It, it is at its finest. I don't know if I want to see it replicated, but I have an unbelievable amount of respect for the effort to try to stop this opportunity. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, what's the difference? If Luis Suarez can kill the hopes of Ghana in a World Cup by an obvious handball on the goal line to get sent off, that leads to a penalty kick that is ultimately saved by his goalkeeper. Um mm-hmm. Do the crime, do the time. <laughs> Tim, on to you. It's tidbits, tidbits. One final one. Here is Tim. So speaking of food, we just talked about Erling Holland's diet. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, on Monday, the account Footy Scran, which we have talked about here on Tidbits before. Great account. Basically, people just take pictures of their stadium food. They give the price, and Footy Scran kind of is an aggregator for all of this. Well, there was a hot dog that was sold at Manchester United. <laughs> That's not a hot dog. That might be the worst piece of stadium food I have ever seen in my entire life. They're they're selling Yeesh. this for four uh, four eighty uh, in in pounds. I don't have the conversion on me. Apologies. It's, it's probably the same. It's about the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Have you not heard of Elizabeth Truss? Have yeah. you not heard of her? It's the same, mate. Good call. Yeah. Uh, we actually put it up on Twitter at SiriusXMFC as well. If you want to take a look, because it, you know, you, you do need to see the picture here. But basically, you can barely see the hot dog that looks like it was placed into half a baguette, it's and that a baguette, and that yeah. baguette was thrown into a fire, yes. like just straight thrown into a fire. It is completely burnt. I don't know the top, the roof of this guy's mouth must have been all uh, torn up after this as well. Um, yeah, Tom, how much for this? How much? How much uh, will we have to, to eat, to eat this? this? Yeah, to eat this. 
That looks well, hard. I mean, I'd probably. I mean, I've set the barometer now, so let's say five thousand pounds. That's horrendous. But you, you know what's worse? Look at the bottom of the hot dog. The bottom of the it's hot dog looks like it's like... I can't see like, the hot dog. I can't see the hot dog in here. So look at the bottom of the baguette, the, the burnt baguette. You can see the little nibbly part. It looks like a human dog. finger. You can see Robin yeah. down there. Yeah. It looks worse than that. <laughs> it looks worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing about this for me, and I love Footy Scran, by the way. It's an excellent follow must on Twitter. Follow. Um, must follow. Um, but the worst thing about this is this roll, it's one of those rolls that the moment you eat it, this baguette, it's cut mouth. You've cut your mouth yeah, so top, far. Top and that's the, the worst yeah. thing. It's already unpleasant. It's already overcooked. It's already crap eating the street meat. So but, everything about it is bad. But at least if you get a nice but, soft baguette, you might get something out of it. But, but, that is but a, that's a three-day cut mouth. Yeah, but Randy, yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. But this guy's a heathen as well. Like, this guy deserves to be publicly shamed. Like, where, where's the mustard on this? Where, like, throw some hot dogs. Where's the relish? Where's, where's the onions? Like, dress this thing up a little bit. Give, mm. yourse- give yourself a chance to, to, to let you it soak are, in a bit. You are giving some real American sport event standards to a British sports event. <laughs> you, we, we don't have a... There's nothing you know, when that I, when I've been dry. To, Look how When dry I went to see is. the Padres, right? I went to the Padres uh, baseball two or three years ago. And we had we were there for so long because baseball. We had like four meals, mm. and each one of the meals that I had when I was there was like the best thing I'd eaten in America. Like it was just incredible, uh, the quality and caliber of the food. And I remember I had this sort of um, burger, and I went to a station inside the arena where it was like, Condiments. "What sauce do you want? Yeah. And how would you like this sauce?" In yeah. England, at best. You get a miniature inch-long package of Heinz ketchup, which you can't open. They're unopenable. And then if you ask for another one, they charge you like 20 pence. So this poor guy, I can't believe you're cussing out this poor guy who's already spent $5 on this terrible thing. And he couldn't afford any sauce to make it palatable. He's probably somewhere now. With a cut mouth. And you're (laughs) cussing him down in this way. He's probably bleeding from the gums right now because of this. Uh, I I feel sorry for the guy, if anything. But I'm a nice. Would person. you Would you ever? Um, I, I know. Even if you did, even if you, I was did doing an outro meat? there. Oh, well, I was doing an outro. I was outroing. Would you order this? Would you order a hot dog? I, well, I have eat, I have eaten meat. I stopped eating meat about three, four years ago. Hmm. Uh, and even well, to be fair, I would probably eat this. Yeah, to be fair, that that you know, if you are drinking, you'll eat anything. Breaking the Tackle is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. Want more Grumpy Pundits? Listen weekdays from 9 to noon Eastern on SiriusXM FC, Channel 157, and on the SXM app.